Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters, two financially literate dudes with a podcast. My name is Matt and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, well, Andrew, how are you today? I'm great, I'm yeah. great. Uh, yeah. You drinking anything? Yeah, dude. Oh. It's, it's, it's past uh, noon. Now it's uh, non-alcoholic it's zone, right? Noon o'clock. Yeah. What are you drinking? Uh, Omegang Hennypin. It's a farmhouse, and I'm going to say this wrong, Sayason? Uh, Sayason. Sayason. Yeah. Yeah. Not to it's be delicious. confused with the band Sayason, which is a great band. Don't know that band. Yeah, you should listen to them. They're awesome. Uh, so before we get started today, guys, if you have a question about... Oh, by the way, I'm only drinking water. Because... Uh, Dude, that's like weak. I, right, I think people should email us and protest your. Uh, no, and here's and it's going to get even worse too. I'll I'll tell you this now, just to get out, get it out of the way. For the month of June, uh, which we're recording in in May for this episode, but for the entire month of June, I am not drinking at all. I'm I'm going to not drink. And this is different from May because well, because I'm I drank in May. I drank a lot in May. I'm not drinking any alcohol in June. I'm. It's just I'm going to try it, see how I feel. Um, just trying to you know lose a little bit more weight. Plus, in July, I'm going on like a crazy 11 day beer extravaganza tour to Colorado and Chicago and uh, other places in the country. So I kind of want to like take a break from drinking so that I could, you know. I don't know. I, I just it's something I want to do. Go cool. go for it, man. For health reasons, mostly. So we'll see how it see how it works out. But um yeah, so I'm not gonna be drinking anything, but I I will do my best to find like other beverages that are non alcoholic to to introduce on the show, like my bulletproof coffee and some other uh coffee that I enjoy. So uh with that said, if you guys have any questions about personal finance Shoot us an email with your question. Listen, money matters at gmail.com. And our catchphrase today is two financially literate dudes with a podcast. And that was from our buddy Joe Engel. And he sent that in via email. But we rather you send them in via Twitter if you have a Twitter account. It's at money matters, man. That's our Twitter handle. We really want to hear from you guys today. Speaking of emails, we got an email from a listener. His name is Connor and he's on the show today. And we're going to do. This Financial Life with Connor. Connor, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Very good. This is our first, by the way, uh, our first interview with someone on a telephone. Usually we record through Skype, so I have to. I wanted to mention that. I think it's kind of neat. I actually didn't know we could do this. I didn't know this technology existed. <laughs> so uh, let's start by... I just want to know a little bit about who, who you are, Connor. So tell us about uh, who you are, what do you do, and, and why you reached out to the show. So I'm uh, 23. I live in New York. I graduated from school about a year ago. Mm-hmm. I'm in a, uh, kind of in a banking role right now, kind of commercial underwriting. So uh, I kind of picked up your podcast maybe, I want to say, two and a half, three months ago. I've listened to every one so far. Uh, check out the website. I think this kind of uh, this whole kind of personal finance journey started when I first started started working. Almost a month or two in, I started thinking about how long do you really want to be in be in the corporate world. So I think I, I just started my education at that point, and I eventually found you guys, and uh, I'm very happy I did. Now, have you always been into personal finance? Because I, I don't think I was very uh, I was definitely conscious of it, but I almost just took the uh, a very simplified approach of 
try to maximize whatever high school, college earnings I could while not spending a ton of money. So basically everything I had was just sitting in a checking account. Right. Okay. So now you're just, so now you're starting down the path of diversification and investing. And let me ask, uh, what do you, what do you do for a living? I work in uh, commercial underwriting, so uh, helping commercial businesses uh, get loans. Okay, so you're in you're in the finance industry. Yeah, so I definitely think that. So I think it's always something I've been interested in. But even being in the industry, you'd be surprised how many people still don't have uh, uh, sound personal finance habits. Yeah, for sure. So uh, you did something interesting, and the first time anybody's done this, and we're going to continue to ask for this. So. Uh, a word of the wise to anybody that wants to be on the show, any listeners that want to be on the show for this financial life segment. Uh, Connor sent in his basically everything. He, he told us, you know, how much he makes, uh, you know, what kind of investments he has. Basically, gave us a you know a fifty thousand foot view of his entire financial portfolio. And uh, Andrew, I know you had some. You, you, I mean, you found this interesting. And we wanted to have him on because it's it makes it a lot easier for us to to dissect and maybe some find some better avenues for Connor na- knowing what we know. Yeah, I, th- I think Connor actually inspired maybe maybe the evolution of this segment where we get a little bit more into like the nitty gritty and we could talk about specifics. Um, yeah, so go. I, so I, go I'm pretty excited about this. So one. go ahead. So start, Andrew. Like, what do you want? Right. What do you want to know? Uh, well, so. Uh, Looking high level, I mean, you definitely have uh, a fair amount of investments. You know, you, total cash and, and investments looks like you have fifty three thousand nine hundred seventy two dollars. But uh, just, um, no, that's just an invest. Well, see, here's the thing. So I want to I want to start small for a second, and maybe I maybe can build off of this. Mm. You have a you have a good job, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a good job, but then again, once you factor in kind of like New York City living costs, it definitely. Uh, I don't want to say it evens out, but I think at the end of the day, maybe my friends that are working in the suburbs that live at home, I think maybe net net, they probably come out a little bit on top even. Yeah, because I'll, I'll tell you, because you're you're, right now you're making uh, 70000 and you, you do get bonuses, but I like how you say uh, you just play it safe by saying, I don't, I don't think about bonuses, right? That's just icing on the cake. Exactly. If that happens, then that's fantastic. If not, we'll just... I'll, I'll take my uh, salary and be happy. Sure, and I'll take and I'll tell you what, uh, like that's a good sal- that's a really good salary for where I live in the, in the suburbs. I mean, like yeah, that. Sure. that, I get, mean, that you're gets from you a South lot. Jersey, right? Yeah, South Jersey. That gets you a lot down here. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, de- I'm, from, I'm from the tri-state area, so I'm definitely familiar with. It. You'd be surprised just even an hour outside New York City. That's a pretty hefty sum. Yeah. So I mean, uh, so you're, but you are living in New York. Exactly. Other than that. Okay. So, and 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 you have no debt. I well, have no debt. You have no credit card debt. Do you have student loan debt? I don't have student loan debt. Did you go to college? Yes, I did. Yes, okay. so I uh, I went to a uh, state university. So I went to uh, went to Rutgers. So I'm fortunate that I can just through some academic help and through a uh, a a wealthy relative, I was able to get out debt-free. So I'm very, very happy about that and definitely kind of gives you a good starting point. Yeah. Absolutely. Played almost. Absolutely. So right off the bat, you're making good money. Uh, you get bonuses. You have no debt. You do have two credit cards, but you pay them off every month like a good boy. <laughs> and, like a good uh, boy, I am. Right. 
And I and I know Andrew wants to get in on the investment side, so that's where we're gonna we're gonna start because you do have a a fair amount of investments here in all different asset or all different facets. Yeah, let's jump in. So go ahead, Andrew. Yeah. So, um, well, actually, we, so we were looking over stuff uh, before you jumped in, and uh, you know, we see you have like GM and and stuff like that. When when have you been picking up these? Uh, stocks and these these etfs like what when did you start um when did you buy like in stuff like gm so i started i think most etfs were maybe about uh i want to say in early uh early fall i kind of set up the ETFs, and then as far as like the uh the individual stocks the market's a little bit expensive right now so i kind of waited for a few of those recalls to come out with uh gm and then i picked it up at that point so you actually purposely I was going to ask because there's a you have GM here. So all right, for to to let's I want to make this very clear to everyone out there. You have a Fidelity brokerage account. That's who you're using to pick up uh to buy individual stocks and funds, right? Correct. Okay. Uh you bought GM because of the recalls. Yeah, I I waited till I mean there's that recall, I mean still it's still on the uh the front page now, but Yeah, they killed people. I, I think I want to, yeah, it's a terrible, terrible, right. terrible price. Right. But in the last, uh, I think, two months, it's really developed, and the story's just not going to go away. So I kind of waited just for the stock to get, I think it's for Mellor, say, maybe down. I don't really know specifics off the top of my head, but I, I want to say at least down 10%. So I, That's I all it dropped that was 10%? Point. I, I think so. I could be wrong. I mean, I'd have to check again, but wow. I could, you'd be surprised how little it moves. Even, I think, uh, last week they had a recall for, I don't know, maybe 200,000 pickup trucks or what have you. Yeah. The stock moved maybe 2%. Whoa. I, I would have thought that their stock dipped to, like, Lehman Brothers level. No. no Come on. No, I mean, they have inventory. They have factories. They own things. So okay. there's, like, some... But I, I'm curious because it seems like you did a lot of research on GM. Does the government still own, like, a portion of them, or...? I think, no, they, uh... I want to say they sold off their portion maybe a year and a half, two years ago. Oh, okay. So you're so you and I bought. Think there was a pretty. Sorry. No, I was going to say so you bought GM knowing it was low, and that was a smart move, right? Because I mean, yeah. Andrew, you bought yeah. when all the fires hit Tesla. Yeah, you got to wait for it to be cheap. Although. Yeah, you wait for it yeah, right. So you so you bought it cheap. What's what's LO? You have LO stock. Oh uh, yeah, that's uh, Laurel, and they do. Um, they're a cigarette manufacturer. Manufacturer and they do uh, they do uh, e-cigarettes. So that blue line. Yeah, oh, you. okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. So I kind of took the yeah, like so I I took the approach of things that I don't like. I, I think smoking's a terrible habit, but it's it's whenever I see someone smoking, I kind of the people are still to smoke. So instead of trying to fight fight the issue, why don't I just embrace it and trying to catch kind of the next trend in the next five to ten years? You know, that's interesting. Uh, because I'm just so far, you've bought two stocks that have killed people. Uh, awful, awful, awful stuff. But <laughs> but you, but yeah. because they do G- that, GM is not awful. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, they are, dude. They make <laughs> shitty cars. Sorry, who anybody who owns a GM out there. All right, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, look, if you, if you buy into like a, a cigarette company. And they are making things that kill people. I don't think they may intentionally made cars to kill people. No, I think it is not. a side effect of shitty other company things. No, I know, but I mean, uh, I mean, he could have invested in Ford or Tesla, even. Uh, True, yeah. but but you chose GM because of 
this because of what's happening. Yeah, and and yeah, I mean, some of the some some of the recalls. I mean, I'm definitely not defending. I hope it goes down another five ten percent by all means. Sure, but there's some of the like there are minimal things like um, there's a tire underneath the uh, the frame of the car and the uh, the nut on the tire can corrode and the tire falls off. So not everything's like a seatbelt issue, a uh, maybe an engine issue. Yeah, ignition so just issue. Just keep yeah. that in the back of your head, I guess. Right. What's uh, LXK? LXK is um, Lexmark. They make um, like print printing systems. Okay. But, uh, oh, Lexmark. Like, yeah, yeah. They make the really uh, cheap IT. printers you buy at Target. Yeah, and then of course they go. I think they go all the way up to service like corporate companies. So okay. they missed earnings maybe a month or two ago. They were down twelve percent. Did some research and I picked them up there. So, so you're really like embracing this when be greedy when others are fearful. Absolutely. I just picked up uh, uh, World Wrestling Entertainment WWE. Yeah. <laughs> they just they missed they missed I, the contract for. Uh, I heard that they're doing Comcast. pretty bad. Yeah. Oh Terrible. really? They're kind of like they're down forty eight percent maybe, and I just like I mean what they lost half their value in a single day. So I, I picked it up then and. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's a good company by any means. I don't follow their product at all, but there's no way that the, the actual value, the interest value of the company was cut in half by a television deal. Hey, they're, they're only syndicated over the internet now. So Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So they're, they're not being carried on television. Oh, I, I can finally go to that, uh, dollar beer night at my local bar because the only reason I never went was because they played WWE Raw on Monday night and that was the last <laughs> thing I wanted to watch on TV. So I'm curious, Connor. Uh, so you so you have it, then I guess four equities, right? GM, Low, uh, LXK, and, and WWE? Yes, correct. Uh, so how overall, like, uh, have you... So I don't know what you have in WWE, but bef- not including that, looks like you have... Twelve to thirteen thousand invested in in equities. Uh, so if we just look at the first three, not even including WWE, because I think that sounds like a newer one. How how, how much money have you made on them? Um, it varies to like certain degrees. Like um, that, that cigarette company was up ten percent like two or three days ago because they were going to get taken over by uh, a British like tobacco. So uh, I mean, it's I think overall and maybe up. Five five percent. I think that's year to date. So I think of my portfolio. I looked at the dollar value, and I think it's up like one thousand dollars. Uh huh. Oh, okay. So are, did you? Let me ask. Did you? Um, did you buy these like all, all all at once, or were you slowly putting money into them at a time? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just waiting, waiting for certain type of events. I mean, it was just. It's not like I was looking at the uh, companies in particular. I was just looking at uh, the developments in the market and making decisions based off based off that. And then you just pump all, a bunch of money into it and just buy a bunch of stuff. Yeah, then I'll throw like 3500 into one stock. Okay, where do you keep that money before you do that? Um, I just have a, uh, I probably have, currently I think I have 3500 just in cash in the Fidelity account. Okay, so just sitting there waiting to buy stock. Yeah, or, yeah. Or a fund. Think, yeah. So I'm I curious. Have a little bit of cash. Yeah, you have yeah. Uh, you have VTI. Uh, it's a Vanguard total stock market fund, so it's it's kind of betterment esque. You know, it's it's the more like U.S. economy, mm-hmm. like uh, and and this year, how is uh, how have you done on that? Yeah, I think it's uh, maybe uh, three to five percent. Nothing, 
the thing about when you compare maybe like a GM or uh, those individual stocks, those have been moving. Those ETFs that I have, they're pretty much maybe, I feel like they don't even move half the time I look at them. Really? Hmm. Yeah. So, but you're, are you putting money into those uh, like monthly or weekly, or again, are you just buying them in lump sums? Uh, so the, the way I kind of set it up is, uh, so I have a little bit in my, uh, so 401k is just in a Fidelity Mutual Fund, and then the Roth IRA is kind of, uh, I just kind of let that money sit, just don't play around with it at all. So that those are in the ETFs. Okay, and you're, uh, well, you have three ETFs with your Fidelity brokerage account. Yeah, and what what would those be? Uh, RS, off the top of my head, yeah, remember. sure. RSX, VTI, and VWO. Yeah, exactly. So I, I kind of split up the brokerage account like 50, I think it's maybe 50-50 like stocks and ETFs. Oh, okay. Individual stocks. Cool. And just, uh, just I think the ETFs just kind of as a, uh, I think they're going to move around a lot less, excluding the uh the Russian, the Russia ETF. Okay, that, that thing moves around a lot. That that one's down hardcore, but we we all know Russia's. Uh, yeah, what's going on there? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Now the four hundred one k. I want to mention. Uh, you get that through your company. Yeah, I do. I get three three yeah. percent uh, match. Oh, it's a three percent match. Yeah. Oh, because you you wrote five percent. Did I? I think it might be. I mean, it could be five percent. Maybe I just mixed off, mixed it up off the top of my head. Okay. So, so uh, the four hundred one k that your company uses Fidelity. They do. Okay. Cool. So you're taking. Uh, it's taking fifteen percent of your salary before taxes. Yeah. And the company you said is matching five percent of that fifteen. Exactly. That was my impression. But it, is that is that correct, Andrew? So uh, you're pulling 15% of your yeah pre-tax salary, and the company will do 5% of that. So the extra 10% is like you're on your own type deal. Yeah. Do you know if you're and maxing only, that out? Yeah, 15% is the, uh, the most you can do. Okay. And so, uh, and then you just put extra on top into the uh, the Roth? Yeah. Um, so the Roth, I did, uh, did that 5500 uh, deposit maybe in like the beginning of the fall, and then maybe once I uh, save up another fifty five hundred over like the course of this summer, hopefully, and maybe if if I do happen to get a small bonus, then I'm I think I'm gonna move that to the Roth. So, because um, and I want to get into like your your budget piece in a moment, yeah. but uh, you you're you're pretty young. You've been working for less than five years now, right? But yeah, I've just I've been working for about a year. So you've been working about a year. Oh wow! Uh, uh, most of this is savings before your job, or is exactly, it from your? Yeah. So just, oh, I got those you. are savings mostly just from. Uh, sorry for interrupting you, but it's all uh, yeah, mostly just high school and uh, and some just summer jobs that I had over the over the years, and some I did a little bit of uh, working during college. So in that case, very well done. I mean, yeah, for sure. That, that's Jesus. really awesome. So uh, the four hundred one k obviously it's like five point eight thousand, and that's from your current job. And the IRA also, you've been doing that since you've been at your current job. Yeah, exactly. So that that's the first year. I guess I did it. Uh, so I did it last year. So it counted for two thousand thirteen. Yeah, because you maxed that out too. You maxed out both your four hundred one k and your Roth IRA. Correct. And the four hundred one k is with your job, and the Roth IRA is with yourself. And then you open up a brokerage account to do some ETFs, some some yeah. funds. Some stocks you split it about fifty fifty. Sounds like to me you got a pretty diverse portfolio overall. 
Yeah, except, I mean, the one the one issue, I guess you could say, is they're pretty much all in equities. And I think at this stage of the game, I, I'm, I can definitely take the risk. I yeah. can, I'm so young. Very young. So, here's it, the thing. I when, just, it doesn't make sense right now. Yeah, so when you say you're in all equities, that means uh, he doesn't have any bonds, right? Just to make sure I'm right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, Connor, I think uh, up until now, you've you've been kicking ass. Um and uh, it looks like, though, after your your contributions to a four hundred one k, you you have a negligible amount of money left over in your budget. Um, exactly, very very and, little, especially once I factor in rent. I only have like a, a few hundred bucks to get me through like the two two weeks, perhaps. Right, and and you suggest that um, you know because it's so expensive to live in New York, and and I, I think this is where I'm going to start to have some beef with you. Because you did really good up until now, um, but I also live in New York, and when I started, I was making pretty much what you were making, um, and I, I found a, a fair amount to save every month. So uh, let, let's like dig into to some of your like budget details. Okay, let's do that. So, do I give you? Uh... So each you you broke I it all down first... for us. You were like awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I don't have. Did you read that off to me? Because I just don't have the email in front of me, unfortunately. Sure. Should have that out. Uh, so your rent is $1,400, which you say is 43% of your total budget, which, sure. which you're, 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 and you, you sent us May's income. Uh, so in May, you make roughly $3,200. Yeah. And that's take-home pay. So $1,400 is going towards rent, which is 43%. Then you have 2% going to gas, which is $80, and electric, sorry, gas and electric, which is actually really good. Uh, $30 for cable. You're going to have to explain that to me. Uh, 2%, $50 for Subway, the Subway, not the sandwich shop, I imagine, <laughs> unless you're eating that much uh, hoagies. They're only $5 footlongs, I mean. Uh, your gym membership is $80 a month, and your yeah. phone and internet $60 a month. So these are your general living expenses, which add up almost to fifty percent. I mean, it's a little over fifty. So yeah. no, should, no, I'm wrong. More. Yeah, it's a little Not over more, fifty. Right? He he's saving a uh, hundred nineteen dollars and twenty cents. He says, which is roughly three percent of um, his total take home a month. Yeah, but now he. I mean, we didn't. I didn't go into the more detailed stuff. Uh, I just wanted to start with what his like surviving Fixed. expenses were. Like, right, right. you know, you don't need to eat out and, and, and you know, uh, buy health and beauty and clothes. And let's say all that stuff is, you know, whatever. Uh, that's going to be different every month. These are the – so I, I need to ask what the uh, – what what ca- how do you get cable for $30 a month? I mean, so the first thing is worth noting is I live with three other guys in a two-bedroom apartment. I see. Wow. So wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're paying $1,400 and you live with three other people. They all pay the same amount? Uh, it's kind of like it's staggered depending on like the uh, I guess the room that you could have, obviously. Uh-huh. So it's two bedroom apartment, and overall it costs five thousand dollars a month. Holy shit! <laughs> five grand. But don't don't tell me New York's not expensive. Holy dude! That no, is no. So wait, what what area do you live in, by the way? And are you in a luxury building? Uh, I, I so I wouldn't say it's a luxury building, but I live. Do you on have an the, elevator? Uh, we no, yeah, it's like a high rise. I guess you, it's a luxury high rise. Okay, so you do have an elevator, right? Yeah, yeah, elevator doorman, forty floors. So, dude, in New York, that's super fancy. Usually, people are walking up like seven flights. It's like, uh, 
yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's in a it's in a less desirable area. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say less desirable, but it's on like uh, it's right in I guess you'd say Midtown Midtown West, so in Cal's Kitchen. Oh, okay. There's like nice parks over there and stuff, and uh, doesn't uh, John yeah, Stewart yeah, record is, over I mean, there? And yeah, exactly. But it's like it's definitely not a uh, a budding area of New York. I mean, but fourteen hundred dollars is pretty normal. I mean, that's a normal rent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Uh, and so obviously, all those bills, all those bills are split four other ways. I see. So eighty dollars for gas and electric is split three ways, and the cable split three ways. But your phone, the gym, and the subway are all you. Exactly. Okay. Um, so I mean, look. To me, it seems like your living expenses, which should really be under 50% of what you take home and obviously less is better, uh, you're, you're achieving that, really, because you technically don't need to go to the gym and you technically don't need cable. So exactly. these are not necessities for surviving, you know, every day. And, and, I, I, and I agree with, like, things like cable, I totally agree, but when you live with three other guys, like, you, you can't be the kid, <laughs> kid that says, like, hey, like, we, don't, we shouldn't have a TV, you know? Right, no, I, I get it. So... Uh, like but your groceries are four hundred and fifty dollars, which is fourteen percent, which is which I do count as like necessity. Yeah, and that's just it's just because of the fact that I think it's kind of just a function of where you live. I'm yeah. sure if I live twenty miles east of New Jersey or twenty miles west of New Jersey, it'd be much lower. Yeah, for sure, and it depends on what you buy too. I mean, if you're yeah. like like I, I buy fairly healthy. Yeah, I shop at Whole Foods, so uh, you know my grocery bill is, bill is much higher than if I were to eat you know, dollar cans of Pringles for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So here's the thing is like, yeah, uh, your, your rent, you know, it's 1400 cause you're living with other guys, but you're in a luxury building. Uh, you're, I, I you're living the, the baller lifestyle that, that you haven't yet earned. I mean, 43% of your take home is, is hardcore. I, I, I think like, I mean, as a personal rule of thumb, I would never spend more than a third of my take home. But I'm you gotta work. But you work in the city, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, is there any places he could get for under fourteen hundred dollars a month? No, that's almost that's like cheap. Yeah, that's, I don't know if it's cheap, but like, given where I mean, it's, it's dude, not dude. Even, given your square footage, though, given your square footage of your apartment, right? And it's only a two bedroom, three guys, which is which is like a normal situation in New York. So, given your square footage, if you remove the elevators. The doorman and the luxuryness of the building, you'd pay less in rent, no? Oh no, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. I mean, I don't think it would. It wouldn't be substantial. It would be like, uh, I think maybe twelve hundred, eleven hundred. You know, I mean, which is three hundred bucks a month. But right, but it, then it he, wouldn't be. It's not like it would go down like maybe nine, eight hundred bucks. You know, seven fifty. No, no. Yeah, and plus you'd be living in a shittier area, probably, and or in a shittier place. And I don't yeah. mean, I think the trade-off is okay. I know. Yeah. I know there's uh, people that are paying way more for way less. So yeah, just, yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. All right. All right. I, I kind of like the idea of like staying a little hungry. You know, living in in maybe a place not not necessarily so baller. Yes. Yes. You can afford it. It's maybe paining you otherwise, but but fine. But how long do you do that for, though? Uh for so <laughs> when you when he gets a raise, then then he could afford a better place. Hmm. So if like. My my personal limit is a third of my take home. So as I make more, then then I can get a better place. That's like how I allow myself some lifestyle inflation. Right. So what was the beef you had with him? Did you say that already? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's paying a little bit more on rent, but but we'll move to other areas because I think the the variable expenses there's there's plenty of beef to be had, and I I also have beef with uh, how you contribute to your to your investments. We'll, well expl- like explain. Okay. So um, you're uh, you're you're doing well, right? Uh, you you have a a fair amount of money in in stocks and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, most, the, the vast majority of your savings are going into a 401k and Roth. And generally speaking, without penalties, barring like the whole crazy discussion on that stuff, it, it's, it's generally not accessible cash. Like say your GM stock exactly. is where you could sell it and immediately use it for whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if, if you have like the thought, maybe you want to uh, buy a place in the future, or say you just want to go on vacation. I'm, you know, I'm guessing you're single, or, or something. But uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And I definitely all your words. Yeah, if I want to pay for it, I go. So my coworker's getting married right now, and I, I can't even imagine how much they're spending. So I definitely, I definitely think you're uh, you're very right in those regards about so, accessible accessible securities. Mm-hmm. And then because the thing is, is is while you are doing well, um, you're doing, you know. Uh, not so, I mean, you're doing really well if you look at the U.S., but you're doing like good in terms of New York terms. And uh, well, I'm sure you're not reducing your taxable income by by that that much because uh, you're you're not so close to any brackets. I would say maybe put five percent into your 401k, get all the free money you can from your company, and take the rest and put them into some. Like uh, Vanguard funds that like you have like VTI or or do a betterment type thing where it's kind of like broad swaths of the market that you could move in and out of uh, when when you want to do other things, you know, okay. because if it's in your four hundred one k, it's it's there now for like fifty more years. So what the my one like what's the uh, what type of personality is maxing out? I think the four hundred one k is. The four hundred one k max is seventeen thousand like five hundred, correct? Mm-hmm. Like roughly around there. Yeah, right. I'll look it so up. So who's like? Is that. it who? Who is doing that? Or and and why are they doing that? The government. Oh, why are people maxing oh, no. it out? No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, why, so why? Who are they? I I make um, significantly more than you do. And it, it is, and then I have I have a wife who also earns money, and when we're married, um, we actually get taxed more than if we weren't married, and so it's very beneficial for us to contribute into uh, retirement accounts. And seventeen uh, k in in my world is is not so crazy over the course of twelve months. Yeah, it's seventeen so, five for two thousand fourteen for a four hundred one k and a four hundred three b. So. Yeah, so uh, and I've I've maxed it before. I actually don't anymore because I think that I could do better on my own than getting killed with all of the four hundred one k fees and blah blah blah. Um, I I I think it's people who who just earn that much more where they're literally maxing their four hundred one k, they're maxing their Roth, and then they're taking the rest and they're trying to find something to do with it. Now the reason they're they're putting all this money into the four hundred one k is because they want their taxable income to be lower right like dude uh i i that's pay not, that's not a problem i have right now right right, right. exactly okay. 
Yeah, and, and you know it's good, but uh, you know that you're that you're reducing you know your taxable income and stuff. But uh, your your Fidelity mutual fund that your four hundred one k's in has a 06 percent expense ratio. Uh, like we did a whole article on on the blog about that, and even just a one percent total expense ratio actually over thirty years is a significant portion of your potential gains that gets taken by the fund. The the four hundred one k management company, so like but, yes, but you're saving on. T- Sorry, do you think that fee's even like I was just comparing the fee like to Vanguard? Do you think it's like, do you think it's that egregious in your opinion? So uh, I did not check specifically the expense ratio of VTI, but quite a lot of Vanguard funds sit in like the ten. I mean, not the ten. The the. 0.10 to like 0.18 percent range. So, like okay. we're talking about like yes. one sixth to one fifth less fees than than what you have now in your 401k. Okay. So you're so to get this straight, Andrew, you're recommending that he only puts in enough in his 401k so that the company matches it. Like obviously take advantage of the matching, but any more than that is really not worth it because it's not liquid at that point. Look, I mean, here's the thing is is I can I clearly can trust Connor will will save his money and do smart things cuz he ha- he's he's saved roughly $54,000 and he's only been working a year out of school. So he's doing a great job. Yes. And he, and he's clearly smart. He's already put into be- uh, betterment funds. He's trying emerging market funds. So so he he, he has like a, a firm grasp of it and with that being the case, I don't think that I, I think that he could do better on his own. I, I think for someone who is not as experienced, who may be not saving as much or pulling out of their savings frequently, a 401k is great because it almost like locks the money there. Yeah. You know, and then they get and it's the, automatically the tax. taken out. Yeah. Exactly. And they get the tax benefits, which is, which is a bonus. But uh, Connor is doing some very smart things. And uh, I think he could do better than what he's getting it in his 401k, I would just do the 5% simply because you're just locking in that free cash from your company. And then take that 10% and invest in like stocks and his, and his funds right now that he's doing. It, he, what he could do is, and then like what, what I wind up doing is uh, that extra money I put into betterment. So I'm, I'm earning and it, it's, it's equivalent to VTI in the sense it's like, you know, market averages for the US economy. And yeah. then you could pull out of betterment when you find something interesting you want to go into. So it's like okay. Betterment is highly liquid, um, incredible, like very low fees. I, I treat it like a savings account. I think you could maybe adopt a, an approach similar to that. Um, and then when you actually want to buy uh, a condo you know, in, in New York or good, – actually, good luck finding a condo. They're all co-ops. <laughs> but but you know, if you want to do that or you want to go on vacation, whatever, uh, then you would actually be able to do it because you'd have more money – that that's touchable by you. Okay, and is it, I'm a, I, I think that's a fantastic idea, and I think I'm definitely going to need your advice. My, my one question about Petterman is: Is there when I, I've, I'm logged in, I have an account and all that. But is there a way so I don't have? For some reason, hmm. I remember when I put in my age, they gave me like an allocation mix, so maybe it was ten percent uh, U.S. bonds. Do they? Is that automatic, or can I just go right to 100 percent emerging market equities? Oh, 
Okay, so um, you can go uh, 100% equities. Uh, Betterment's not going to let you go 100% emerging market equities. Their, their whole thing is like if you think of like a Vanguard life cycle fund where you're young, so you start out 100% equities, and then slowly you know, Vanguard will put you more into bonds. The idea with Betterment is that you just move the slider more to bonds. So it, it, it is meant to be overly simple because it, it's, it's meant to get people investing as opposed to hoarding in a savings account. Exactly, you know? which is so, not where I'm at right now, but it, I could still use it as a beneficial tool. Yeah, I'm saying like use it as your savings account while you look for the opportunities. Like I was, you know, I, the, the Tesla thing happened and I, I always have money on the sidelines waiting for things like that. So it goes out of my betterment into Tesla, and then I build a betterment again until another opportunity presents itself. But at least it's doing something meaningful. You know, like, you, you have, uh, it shows like 6500 in your, your checking account, but uh, your monthly expenses are, are like thirty-two, thirty-four $3,400, so they could be a little excessive for you. You know, you might only want to keep yeah, yeah. like four in your checking and then throw the rest in betterment if you need it. It's two days away, you know. And my only, uh, my only issue with the four hundred one k device is so let's say I, I bring it back down to five percent. So they're going to match five percent of the amount that I contribute. So that five percent that I'm contributing, they will match five percent of that number, uh, right? Are, are you sure that it's five percent you contribute? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure. Well, at least for I, so I've worked for I've only worked for three companies, but it was all the the matching percent was the percentage of your salary. So, okay. when gotcha. like yeah, so like it's like they will. So for example, where I work now, they will match me fifty percent of what I contribute up to. Uh, well, I think it's like five percent or something. You know what I mean? So, okay. uh, yeah. that's the max they will give. But then I would have to contribute ten percent for them to give me the full five. So I, I'll just keep that five percent. That would be your advice. Yeah, I, I'm Jeffrey's matches a hundred. Uh, sorry, the, your what your company matches five percent or a hundred percent of your contributions, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I would do I would do five percent then because that is, um, yeah, I think that's, that that would be much more beneficial for you, and then you have more flexibility. Okay. I, I want and you to. I, I, oh, I said sure. Uh, no, I take it away. No, I was going to ask you about personal capital. Sure. Can I ask one? Let me ask one more follow. No, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I think the the what I really like about the four hundred one k is that it obviously it automatically ducks from my account, yeah, from my paycheck, right before I see it. So I think one could I compensate and maybe I'm sure I could do this through Fidelity. That as soon as I get paid, a certain percentage of that goes right to the Fidelity account. So um, huh. you could. I'm I'm sure that you could pull it into your port. I actually have not tried to do that with Fidelity because I actually wind up doing it with Betterment. Um, okay. what I do is cause I, I, I know I get two checks a month. Um, and, uh, my first check, it goes towards mortgage and then it goes to betterment. So I just have it automated on the betterment side, but I, I'd be like 90% certain fidelity would do a similar thing where they'll just pull it yeah. into your portfolio. It'll obviously be after taxes, but at least it'll be there. You shouldn't have to like manually do this like 12 times a year. Okay, right. But you're saying pull it out. Will they, you, are you asking would they pull it out before taxes and put it into your brokerage account? Okay. No, they, yeah, they, they won't do, do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Betterment will do that, but then it'll be an IRA account. Right. It won't be, yeah, like a normal. I, I think you'd benefit from the flexibility. So you're good with the IRA. You have the 401k. Um, you'll be throwing into the 401k anyways. Um, you won't be maxing it out, though. I think that's fine. And I also think this is first year working. Uh, I, I was in fine, uh, uh, the investment banking industry for almost six years. Uh-huh. Uh, he has quite a lot of room to grow. And, and uh, if he does meaningful work, uh, it, it, I think it'll come quickly to him. Gotcha. Right. Okay. That's helpful. Uh, so I want to ask you about personal capital. You're using that to manage all this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I was curious. Um, yeah, would you like? I don't really have a. Uh, I think it's a, just a good little. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's a very simple, simple setup, and as soon as you log in, kind of they set it up very well, so you can kind of just see all the accounts. And it's basically because uh, I don't use it. Because uh, I, I, I mean, personally, I only have uh, Betterment. But Andrew, do you use personal capital? Yeah, uh, so that's actually the the inspiration for the post I put up about destroying four hundred one k fees. Um, okay. Their their whole setup showing the performance of your portfolio is awesome, but their four hundred one k fee analyzer is badass. It, it really just tells you straight up like how effed you're getting, <laughs> and it's like meant for investments, right? Yeah. Okay. And it's free. Is it free? Yeah, absolute. So who makes it? Uh, personal capital does. <laughs> oh, they're a private company. There's like a startup, yeah. Okay. They make the only the way they make money is they'll um Same they'll way. advise you like for Mint. a fee, right? Uh, no, Mint makes money through affiliate income. Like you uh, sign okay. up for a credit card through Mint, they make money. Cool. Personal capital only makes money when they call you and say, "Do you want us to help you?" And then you say yes, and they're like, "We're going to bill you X per hour," and you're like, "Fine." All right, cool. Connor, do you have any uh, final questions before we wrap things up? No, I think that's all I have for today. Cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, man, and spilling all this information to us, and hopefully we've it's been helpful for you. No, absolutely. Thank you, thank you guys for your time. I appreciate it. All right, yeah, for sure. Guys, thanks for hanging out with us today. And uh, look, if you got any questions or you want to be on the show, like Connor, uh, send us all your uh, personal finance information to listenmoneymatters at gmail.com, and we will have you on the show. We want excruciating detail, though. Yeah, we want yeah. everything. I want to see your numbers and just be in pain. For sure. So, so much. Yeah. yeah, and if you guys like the show, leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or, or you know wherever you listen. I know there's a, a few other places, and I'd like to get a hold of where those places are. But uh, on iTunes, we get reviews all the time, and I'm going to read one I, again. I, I want to do this at the end of the show to give props out to the people who are leaving reviews no matter how good or bad they are i i do not discriminate if they're bad reviews i'll read them if they're good reviews i'll read those as well and today's review is a five-star review and it's from uh rinse jester so r-i-n-c jester right so uh i love the title of this it's some issues but overall a great show while i might not agree with everything that is said the podcast is pretty well done they inject humor with information and have a time bouncing off of each other. So I think it's a good time bouncing off each other. Uh, a more laid-back approach to podcasting. So thank you, Rince. I hope I'm saying that right. Rince Jester, thank you for the for the five-star review on iTunes. We need those five-star reviews because right now we're sitting at 4.7, but we want a perfect score. We want to be like, I don't know, does Susie Orman have a perfect score? Probably. If not... Uh, we want to be better than her anyway. 
and I think we right. deserve it. Right? I'm checking that because I don't Are think you? she have a perfect. What score, about Dave yeah. Ramsey too? Not that uh, he actually has four point five or yes. whatever as well. Beating Dave Ramsey. He also has two thousand nine hundred one reviews. No, <laughs> well, we have ninety five, <laughs> and that's pretty damn good. Ninety five is good. I'm happy with ninety five. But let's break a hundred. Mm. Let's do that. Thanks, guys. Hell yeah. Yeah, please. Uh, we always talk about a free money management tool called Mint. Uh, Connor, do you use Mint? I do. I do. Perfect. Mastering Mint is our book. You can find it at masteringmint.com. And if you enter the promo code PODCAST, you will get $5 off. And last but not least, if you guys want to learn more about personal finance and money management and debt relief and all kinds of good stuff, we are always writing new things and posting up new episodes of this very show at listenmoneymatters.com and our podcast specific page is listenmoneymatters.com slash show that's it thanks again for hanging out with us and we look forward to the next episode later guys later man